All right, thank you, Scott Shannon. Thanks to all of you for being with us. Toll-free, our number is 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the program. How'd you like... Linda, how'd you like last night's debate? I love being there. It was fun. I had a great time. You look like you were having fun. I was having a lot of fun. What I would like to see is you as a moderator. Uh, well, that hopefully happens. The only we, problem would have been is only, that when they, when they booed Chris Christie, you would have been like hyping it up. It would have been very awkward. It would have been very clear. No, I would have let the booing go on. I would not have That's said. That's what I said. You would have been hyping it up. Um, I'm like, you know, I, I hate the fact. I, I, first of all, I thought, I thought that the debate, the pacing, the questions were, were really good. Uh, the exchanges I felt were good. I thought everybody got to say. I know there was a lot of controversy about, well, should Donald Trump be there or not be there? You know, it's kind of typical. If you got a 40, 40 plus point lead that you're the quote incumbent in the race and you got to kind of prove your worthiness. But more importantly, if you're one of the other candidates, how much airtime are you getting? Especially in light of one indictment after another indictment. Tonight we have the other arraignment, this time in Fulton County, and that's going to be televised, you know, and the media is going to try and turn it into a circus and a complete Adam Schiff show. And and so it's going to be what it's going to be. I did. Chris Christie was booed a couple of times during this debate. One of the great things about our country is you get to boo me. I mean, that's yeah, I'm sure that's what he's really feeling. Listen. Former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie. This is the great thing about this country. Booing is allowed, Gee, but thanks. it doesn't change the truth. It doesn't change the truth. Mr. Ramaswamy, you raise your hand. Don't, you, don't said, you, sit, you sit here in an answer. You sit here in an answer. Right. You sit here in an answer. Go ahead, Hold Governor on. Christie. Hold on, Governor Christie. Hold on. So listen, the more time we st- spend doing this, the less time they can talk about issues you want to talk about. So let's just get through this section. I don't know. Like, so when we do the Hannity audience show at Fox, you know, you know, the producers will go through this whole list of rules. And then I come out, you know, 15 minutes before the show. I like to meet people and, you know, I do my little silly stand up stuff and tell some jokes and we have fun and I throw footballs around and I always end it with, by the way, did this guy over here tell you there's a bunch of rules? You can't, you can't, you can't do this or that. I said, no, I believe in freedom. I don't care what you do. You can hiss, you can clap, you can boo. I, I just don't care. And my attitude is if that's how you feel, you express yourself. What do I care? I think it actually adds to the flavor of a debate. Uh, it was a beautiful venue. Great, great Stage crowd. good for sure. Yeah. I mean, so it was a lot of fun. Um, that hey, Look, the big, the one big takeaway for me, and when you stand back, and you just look at all these candidates, uh, granted, Donald Trump wasn't there. No kidding, we got it. If you're a candidate and you're like complaining or criticizing Trump for not being there, not showing up, I'm thinking you should be grateful he didn't show up, because all the attention would have gone to him. It would have been drawn onto him, and every candidate would want to take the shots at him. You know, especially, you know, Chris Christie and Asa. I mean, Chris Christie's candidacy to me is a joke. Um, he spends half his time back, more than half. I mean, almost every interview is all over. He's the media darling now because he's the Republican he's that does nice. all their dirty work. What? He's not nice. 
He is not a nice person. I don't care look if he's the, nice or not. I'm not looking for nice. But look at the way he treats. If if you say one, this is my opinion. As a as a person who's running for president, you got to have a little bit more of a thicker skin. You can't ask him anything. If it's for him to say, that's a beautiful thing about America. You can boom. Meanwhile, Kerry Pickett last week asked him a question. He gets all ruffled. I remember. We oh, played that. Oh, I don't like that. I don't like that you asked me that question. Oh, boo-hoo. You're going to be a great candidate. Give me a break. So the big takeaway for me is they, they all are so much better than Joe Biden. And Joe Biden is not capable, and we saw this in Maui last week, of debating articulately with <coughs> any level of passion you know, it was not an accident yesterday when they were asked, well, if Donald Trump's the nominee, would you debate him? Oh, we haven't even thought about it. Yes, they thought about it. They, they know. How could you watch him last week? Look, I'm not a medical expert, but I'm just giving you observations. And I watched Joe Biden, and this guy is deteriorating before our every eyes. It's sort of like... I'm melting. I, you know, God only knows the shape this guy's going to be in by November of 2024. He is not doing well. You know, one of the things about any type of cognitive decline, Alzheimer's, dementia, whatever you ha- whatever you want to call it, it's it is a progressive disease. It gets worse as time goes on. And I don't care whatever medical treatments they might be giving him behind the scenes. It's only going to take him so far. You know, he, he had two vacations. He goes to Maui and it was an unmitigated disaster, which we played yesterday. But, you know, even on like everyone in one sense. And if you ask me who I think had the best night, um, I'd say Vivek Ramaswamy is up there. I'd say Ron DeSantis who'd been under heavy, heavy fire uh, for the state of his campaign. I thought he had a really good night. I thought he came out of the box strong. Laura Ingram actually saw the same thing I did. She felt he got stronger as the night went on. Um, In her own way, I thought Nikki Haley had a pretty strong night. Um, I don't think it's Tim Scott's strength, you know, to to be a flashy debater. However, if you listen substantively, I liked a lot of what he had to say. Uh, I did love the exchanges with with Mike Pence and and Vivek Ramaswamy. We'll get to that later in the program. But it's certain things that they said. Let me give you an example. I'll play some examples from many of the candidates. Like Tim Scott, I'm going to fire Merrick Garland and Christopher Wray if I'm elected president. Now, this is deep and profound because he's acknowledging that this country does not have equal justice and equal application of our laws. I am glad that he said it. Play it. We should be asking ourselves a bigger question about the weaponization of the Department of Justice. When I'm president, the first thing I'll do is fire Merrick Garland. Second thing I'll do, fire Christopher Wray, because we need Lady Justice to wear a blindfold. Without that, no one has confidence in our justice system. 17% of Republicans have confidence in our Department of Justice. Here's why. We keep seeing not only the weaponization of the Department of Justice against political opponents, but also against parents who show up at school board meetings. They're called, under this DOJ, they're called domestic terrorists. So the substance of what he's saying, now, he, he, I just happen to know him. The guy has a heart of gold. I, I mean, he is, this is a good soul here. This is a good guy. Um, 
Uh, then you move on. I, in the opening statement of Governor DeSantis, I really liked it. Our nation is in decline. And, and it was interesting to me. I thought he was going to be the main target which in Trump's, uh, Trump's uh, absence. It didn't really unfold that way. And I thought it was a good strategy for him to keep his focus on Biden and not his, you know, the, the other candidates. And, and here's one example of it saying our, na- our nation is in decline. And here's how he handled it. Our country is in decline. This decline is not inevitable. It's a choice. We need to send Joe Biden back to his basement and reverse American decline. And it starts with understanding we must reverse Bidenomics so that middle class families have a chance to succeed again. We cannot succeed as a country. If you are working hard and you can't afford groceries, a car, or a new home while Hunter Biden can make hundreds of thousands of dollars on lousy paintings. That is wrong. We we also cannot succeed when the Congress spends trillions and trillions of dollars. Those rich men north of Richmond have put us in this situation. And finally, we need to lower your gas prices. We're going to open up all energy production. We will be energy dominant again in this country. I showed it could be done in the state of Florida. I pledge to you as your president, we will get the job done and I will not let you down. That was a powerful open. That was the first question in the debate. I thought he gave a great answer uh, on his side. Now, I also liked when Nikki Haley rightly called out Republicans for spending $8 trillion. Now, some of it, you have to allow some slack for some of the monies about COVID. You just have to. The worst pandemic in 100 years. Nobody knew what the hell, although Linda thinks she knew from day one what the hell we were dealing with. But I no, do. no, you're not allowed. I, I'm all I'm saying You're is not I allowed do. to talk on this uh-huh. topic. You're well, out of your mind. I think the audience agrees with me. Okay. Uh, no, I don't think they do, I but that's a different a story. Anyway, but she was right to call out Republicans. We call out Republicans. They've got, for example, a budget deadline of September 30th, and they better be ready to take a stand on spending. They better, and, and Ronnie Jackson said, you know, a shot across Kevin McCarthy's bow, don't do what you did last time. And you better have your caucus behind you. That means when he's in a room with Joe Biden and Chuck Schumer and and uh, Hakeem uh, Jeffries, that he better hammer, he needs to say to them, I'll take your proposal back to my caucus. Or he could say right there, my caucus will never approve that or go along with that. Anyway, here's Haley calling him out on on the reckless spending. This is Republicans. Well, I don't care about polls. What I care about the fact is that no one is telling the American people the truth. The truth is that Biden didn't do this to us. Our Republicans did this to us, too. When they passed that $2.2 trillion COVID stimulus bill, they left us with 90 million people on Medicaid, 42 million people on food stamps. No one has told you how to fix it. I'll tell you how to fix it. They need to stop the spending. They need to stop the borrowing. They need to eliminate the earmarks that the Republicans brought back in. And they need to make sure they understand these are taxpayer dollars. It's not their dollars. And while they're all saying this, you have Ron DeSantis, you've got Tim Scott, you've got Mike Pence. They all voted to raise the debt. And Donald Trump added $8 trillion to our debt. And our kids are never going to forgive us for this. And so at the end of the day, you look at the 2024 budget, 
Republicans asked for $7.4 billion in earmarks. Democrats asked for $2.8 billion. So you tell me who are the big spenders. I think it's time for an accountant in the White House. All right. I thought that was a really good moment for her. Um, there were a couple of good exchanges. I'll save this for later. Uh, uh, Vivek Ramaswamy telling Pence that it's not morning in America. We live in a dark moment. And Pence telling Vivek that it's not uh, time for on-the-job training and we don't need a rookie. So we had a couple of fun exchanges there, too. I, I do. I'd lie if I say I didn't like when people fight because uh, I, I want to see it back and forth. Um, but let me let me let me go to this this other moment, which I think, you know, really resonated. And this is Pence and Ramaswamy. Well, I tell you, I'm, I'm looking at the clock. I can't do it here. Let me do it on the other side and uh, into the next half hour. And then we'll get your calls in today. We'll get analysis from our pollsters. You know, Matt Towery, Insider Advantage, was sending me information in real time last night, just doing analytics courtesy of artificial intelligence on, you know, who people were paying the most attention to. And it's the three that I mentioned. It was Ramaswamy and DeSantis and Nikki Haley, Um, which, by the way, pretty much every poll shows that, you know, they were the top top three in this debate. Uh, Listen, want to remind you, uh, these are tough economic times. Credit card balances now have gone are on the rise for five consecutive quarters. That's a year and a quarter. That is not good. That's increasing at some of the, that's the largest rate in 20 years. Now, if you personally have racked up debt, you're not alone. And 2023 so far has been a brutal year for most Americans grappling with inflation, rising interest rates, and how generally expensive life is under Joe Biden's economic and energy policies. Now, if you're a homeowner, there is a better way for you to get on a path to financial freedom, save money every month, and that's with AmericanFinancing.net. They're helping people get away from crippling debt and realize savings. You know, they're saving the average customer at least $700 a month right now. And and you just take that debt. Stop paying high credit card debt bills. Unlike credit card debt, your mortgage interest rate is tax deductible. And the rates are far lower, even as they hit now a record high. They're not 21%, they're 7.5% or 7.3%. Anyway, they'll give you a free consultation. It'll take you just a few minutes, no pressure, no upfront fee. And they'll tell you exactly what they, that you can do in your situation to save maybe 700 maybe 1000 maybe $2,000 a month. Anyway, call today, free consultation, 866-615-9200. 866-615-9200 on the web it's americanfinancing.net American Financing NMLS 182334 nmlsconsumeraccess.org